Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. This podcast is for anyone who desires to have a fresh and deeper relationship with Jesus. I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately, while also featuring guests on the show and then sharing fun stories at the end of each episode. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and just talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with God. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello, you amazing, wonderful, awesome, loved, seen world changers. I'm so grateful to have you here today listening to this podcast episode. And y'all, I cannot express to you how excited I am to be starting this series. It is the singleness series. Ooh, the subject that so many people talk about and so many people don't want to talk about because they hear about it enough. But I am excited to share what the Lord has been teaching me, especially these last couple of years in the singleness journey that I have been walking on and um, heartbreak, dreams have been taken away, whatever it is, uh, to just be sharing what he's been teaching me. Um, To also be sharing what I've learned through other people's wisdom on podcast books, a friend just talking to me at a coffee shop, you know, whatever. So I'm super excited about it. It's going to be a three, maybe four part series Um, and so if you don't want to hear about singleness, maybe you're married or maybe you're sick of this topic, then I would suggest skipping these next few episodes and maybe go watch or watch, (laughs) go listen to the other episodes that I've recorded. Um, but yeah, this little series is going to be about three to four, uh, times episodes. Uh, we'll see how the Lord leads. So I kind of want to just jump in because I have a lot to talk about today. So I'm going to be talking fast. Um, but Today, our first episode, part one, is finding a guy is not who you are. It's not your identity. So I kind of just wanted to jump in and share part of my singleness journey. Obviously, I'm not sharing all of my details (laughs) because personal life, but I did want to share a little personal story with you all first. So a few years ago, I had a guy who I really, really, really liked. Like, y'all, I can't tell you how much I liked him. It kind of became an idol. It was really bad. And I didn't even notice how bad it was becoming until my heart was broken kind of thing. I liked him so much that I thought we were going to get married. It wasn't like we were dating, but I just had this big sense in my heart that he was the one. It was like I saw him across the room and God was like, that's the one. I'm like, okay, cool, God. At least that's what I thought I was hearing. But that wasn't the case. And I feel kind of silly for saying this, but I even asked God to give me signs to confirm this feeling in my heart. Because if you receive those quote signs, it's from God, right? wrong. Um, I had signs that were so silly, like, oh, let me see his name on a billboard or God, let me see a blue butterfly right now. You know, just things like that. My thoughts were all about this guy all day and all night. I started to become this new person so that I could be this girl that I thought he desired. I also did things to try to fit in with his family and just ultimately get any of their attention. It got so unhealthy that I even cut some people out of my life, which, side note, God has graciously brought them back into my life and they have forgiven me. Praise Jesus. But I did everything I could to become this perfect person for him. 
And then God closed that door last year. And y'all, it hurt. Seriously, I was crushed. But I can see now several years later, or I should say a year later, why God allowed me to feel these things, but also why he closed that door and why he did it during that time. One of the things I believe why he allowed this to happen is because he desired for me to grow in a deeper relationship with him, but also knowing who he is and growing in who I am in him. If I didn't have this heartbreak from this guy last year, the blinders from my eyes wouldn't have been lifted and I wouldn't have seen how much my identity was tied to what a guy thought of me. Whether it was that guy or any guy that I just could see and be like, ooh, he's cute, you know? So then I started reading through my journal to prepare for this podcast episode and I saw how many times last year I wrote saying... If I'm not as athletic, pretty, outgoing, living in his state, having a perfect Instagram profile, dot, 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 then he's not going to notice or like me. My worth was all tied up with all the outside earthly things and what this guy, or any guy for that matter, thought of me. But here's one thing I want to encourage you all with, our worth, our worth, guys, our identity, our value, our worth isn't defined by these things and our worth isn't defined by a guy or a girl if you're a guy (laughs) whether or not he or she likes you my worth and your worth is grounded in the lord and what he says about us our purpose is not to find that special someone so that we can get married and have children or you know explore the world together whatever it is our purpose is to glorify him Our goals in life should be to live out the kingdom in our life and to bring it wherever we go. Our goal and purpose is not to flirt with this guy or this girl or to get their attention or to look extra beautiful or to be in their friend groups, be the outgoing or the life of the party, you know, to do extra things to get their attention. It's for us to be living for God, for his glory. And let me tell you, God has remi- has had to remind me of this several times this year. And not only that, he's really had to remind me that I have value and I'm worthy even if I don't have a guy in my life. A few years ago when I was with a ministry group that I love so, so much. But while I was there, I felt many times that I was not significant at all if I wasn't married. And I knew that this was not their intention, but I felt as if I didn't have a husband, then I was nothing. And I know for a fact that I'm not the only girl in the world who feels this way. If you don't have a boyfriend or if you don't have a husband or whatever, you feel like you're missing out. You're not seen. You're not valuable. I mean, it kind of starts in kindergarten for the most of us, even for us homeschoolers, okay? (laughs) Let's be honest. The question of, do you have a boyfriend at such a young age? This question starts the roots in little kids' minds that if I don't have a significant other, then I am nothing. And I believe that's what the world and what the enemy is trying to whisper to all of us. That if I don't have that person in my life, I am nothing. All of our minds have been messed up with these few examples that I'm going to mention right now. There's the whole ring by spring concept. The people who have gone to college or are still in college are challenged to find that boo and get married. It's like there's there's this expectation to have your significant other in college or the by the time college ends. Then there are people who go on the mission field just to find their man or on the flip side, they're on the mission field doing great things for the Lord 
but all their friends back home seem to care about is if they found their person. People wrap their identity around finding their person, and if they don't, it's the people around them who are wrapping their identity about you finding your person. (laughs) But then if people don't ask you out or show you a little bit of interest, you start to wonder, am I valuable? Am I enough? Am I funny enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I worthy? You doubt your identity and who you belong to. You wonder if you are enough. On another flip side, there's the people who are living the life to the fullest by bringing God glory in whatever they're doing. And then they hear a person question if they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they comment, well, we're praying for you to find your husband or we're praying for you to find your wife. They weren't seeing God's glory in that girl or that guy's life, but they put this, you're missing out on something because you're single and you could do better if you were married. I'm sure at least one of these scenarios seems familiar to you. But we also have the scenario of the feeling left out because all of your friends are getting engaged all at the same time. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has felt this. One night, I had two friends who called me back to back telling me about their engagements. One day, I had three Instagram posts in a row, literally in a row, of three dear friends who were showing the rings or a picture of their guys proposing to them. It's hard when all of this happens at once. You seriously feel alone or even rejected. Whenever I would see these or get calls or texts, it felt like this constant reminder of, why not me? Which led to thoughts of rejection. It also led to lies that I wasn't pretty enough, funny enough, smart enough, or I wasn't even valuable. I wasn't enough. I prayed a lot. God, you know my desire of wanting to be in a relationship, so why am I not in one? Why am I not the one posting on Instagram about my guy? It literally feels like everyone was finding the one whom their soul loved, except for me. So I started putting my identity in traveling last year, and I traveled a lot, like seriously a lot. But the Lord convicted my heart this time last year. And he made me realize that though I might have felt, quote, content in that season by having fun traveling to all these places, my heart was still finding other places to find identity in, and that wasn't in my heavenly bridegroom. I've realized that though I was content last year, after that rough patch of letting go of the guy I thought I was going to marry, I was still finding other ways to put my identity in things or have idols above God, such as traveling. Even this year, God has had to teach me that, yes, though I feel super content in my singleness right now, I have also occasionally earlier this year made singleness an idol. But I don't want to give in to these negative traits or I don't want to be seeking a guy like he's an idol. I also don't want to look at singleness as, oh, I'm in singleness, like I'm nothing. I want to be looking to God as my all in all, and I want to be looking at singleness as a gift from God, but not as God. You know, sometimes singleness can become an idol, but that's not even the right attitude to have. My heart for many months in the summer of 2020 was me, 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 me. I was thinking and sharing with friends, I'm living my best single life. Woohoo! I'm doing everything I love and I'm having a great time. I feel so content right now. And this was very, very true. Don't get me wrong, but God made made me realize that I was actually flirting with singleness and making it my identity. Though I was content in that season, I was putting singleness above everything that I became, that it became an idol in my life. 
But then he used a really, really good podcast episode to remind me that I wasn't seeking to live for his glory, but I was seeking to live for my own by living for myself or finding a guy ASAP so that I felt seen, known, and worthy instead of feeling these things from God himself. But he also reminded me through this podcast that that needed to change. (laughs) He needed to do something new inside of me. The podcast episode was by Georgia Brown, and her podcast is called Faith and Friends, and the episode name was Celebrating Singleness with Matt Mitchell. I highly suggest you look that podcast episode up. It was so encouraging, and you will not regret it after you listen to it. But her guest, Matt, was saying in that episode that Jesus' death and resurrection wasn't for you to find a spouse. I mean, Jesus didn't look at that cross and said, yes, I'm going to lay everything down so that Kayla can find a guy. I think, though, so many times in our culture, especially our conservative groups, raise your hand if you're in one of those, we put this pressure that you need to find someone and that is who you are. So find them now. We put marriage above God like the examples I shared about, like the examples I shared above. but. All of that is idolization. We look at people through these lens of marriage. You know, you see a cute guy and you're like, hmm, I wonder if he could be husband material. Okay, girls, don't think I'm the only one who's done that because I know y'all have done it too. At least most of you. (laughs) But I don't think this is the right attitude to have. Even if you don't have a boyfriend, a fiance, a spouse, our culture still puts this thought of, are you anything at all if you don't have that person? But our goal seriously needs to be to give him glory. I mean, our sole purpose, the reason we were created, was to give God glory. I mean, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But even then, he was still giving God the glory. He was looking up. His eyes were set on the things above. He wasn't dying on that cross thinking, I'm doing this so that you can get a husband or you can get a a wife. He did it so that we may be saved and so that God may receive the glory. But do we live our lives that way? And I'll talk about God receiving the glory through our singleness more in the next episode. But for now, I really, really want us to be reminded and to focus on this. To let God, not our relationship statuses, define your life. By God defining your life, we need to remember what Jesus did for us constantly. I shouldn't be walking into my young adult group at church and think, hmm, maybe my future husband will be here tonight. Or go on Instagram thinking, oh yeah, this post will surely get his attention. Oh my goodness, I'm so spiritual. But I want to approach life thinking, how can I live as a daughter of the king with her identity in him, giving him glory and praise, recognizing what he did for me on the cross as I enter this building or as I post this post? I truly want to enter church, my pastor's home with the young adult group, my job with the children that I teach, my even my home with my family. I want to approach these these buildings or these circumstances or whatever with the mindset of how can I live as a daughter with her identity in her king by giving him glory instead of, ooh, maybe my guy's here. Are you looking at your role 
in ministry, your college singles group, your young adult group at church, your friends group, a ministry group that you're in right now, whatever it is that you are in right now, are you looking at it as I'm going to go pick up that girl or that guy up today? I'm going to find my spouse. Or do you look at it as I want to seek the kingdom first and not flirt with the idea of attracting someone or getting their attention? Y'all, I challenge you with this to love people, but not to love people so that you can get someone to be attracted to you, but to love people the way Christ loves. And that doesn't always mean pursuing them for a romantic relationship. It just means that we are to love like Christ loved, to have that kingdom mindset. And I do believe there's a healthy way to be friends with guys and girls, you know, the opposite gender, and to be friendly. But if God says to you right now, Kayla, this isn't your season right now, and he asks you to commit your way to him, maybe he is asking you to be single for this season. I mean, he asked me that a few months ago. He said, Kayla, will you commit? Six months of not DMing guys, not looking for a guy and think, mm, he's cute, you know, just like completely keep your eyes on me. Would you do it? And I was scared. But that's the thing, y'all. If God is calling us to really commit our life to him, are we going to do it? Or is our thought process, our identity, our purpose so wrapped around finding our mate? I really do want to count challenge all of us to truly commit our way to him but not only that to keep your eyes up instead of looking around our identity is not wrapped up in having someone our identity is wrapped up in christ and what he says about us and here's the thing too guys i have heard many groups say your identity is not in finding a guy or a girl your identity is in the lord and then they would have a whole singleness talk right after you know, or they have this whole talk of preparing to be a wife or preparing to be a husband right after. It's like, okay, what just happened to, you know, that not being our identity? And so I really think a new transformation in the church or just in ministry groups needs to happen. We need to choose to live the way of Christ by keeping our eyes up towards the Father. With our actions and even our thoughts, they need to be set on the things above. And so with that being said, I just want to encourage you that, you know, maybe just rethink life right now. Rethink, okay, I'm going to this young adults group tonight. What is my thought process right now? Am I wearing this thing right now to get that guy's attention that I really, really like? Or I'm going to go talk to this guy right now because he's really attractive and I want to get his attention. Or I'm going to post this thing on Instagram. Or, um, I don't know. You know, you come up with the circumstance. Whatever it is, are you looking at it as I really do have to find this person because that's all I can be and my friends want me to find a guy and, you know, just like that's who your identity has become? Or are you looking at life as how can I bring God's glory in this room? How can I go talk to that guy, but look at him as my brother in Christ? And if God wants anything to happen from that, sure, he's going to make it happen. But that's not who you are. That's not your purpose. And we're not God. I think most of us 
try to be God and we try to take control into our own hands and become a genie. But that's not our role. It's God's role. And so once again, I just want to challenge you all. Where are your thoughts going right now? And how can you seek to give God the glory? Still being friends with your male friends or your female friends, but looking at it as more of this, I'm just looking at being friends and loving them the way Christ loves me. So I know it's a lot to think about. It's a lot that I had to think about, but I think it's good for all of us to be thinking about it because so many times lots of people say, why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you have a boyfriend? Or they talk in church. I've heard many pastors speak up front and say, you know, he who finds a good wife finds a good thing, which is true, but that's not who we are. And I can't say that enough. That finding that person or even having a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is, that is not our purpose. That is not our identity. And so, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to share today. I hope it encourages you all. I hope it challenges you all. And I hope, most importantly, that it points you closer to Christ by having these little bullet point questions. And seriously, if it helps, pull out a journal and write down, okay, what is my thought process? What is my purpose? Is this thought of this guy or this girl, is it taking over my life right now? Reevaluate things. See if you've created this whole, I got to find my person, if you've made it into an idol or if you've made your singleness into an idol and just spend that time with the Lord and let him reevaluate your heart and set, you know, more kingdom worthy things in your heart. And I do want to say really, really fast, though, I don't think having feelings for a guy or having feelings for a girl is a sin. I've been in groups where they're like, you have to keep your eyes on the Lord and don't look at that person or don't go talk to that person, which, yes, we do have to keep our eyes on the Lord, like I've talked about. But God has created us to have these feelings towards the opposite gender ever since the beginning. And so I don't think that's wrong. And I don't think it's unhealthy to be friends with guys or to be friends with girls, you know, the opposite gender. But I think if we're approaching it as this is all I am, this is my purpose, then I think that is where things get twisted up and are approached in the wrong way. So challenge your thoughts, think about it, spend time with the Lord and ask him to search your heart because I think that's the best place to be in is to have your hands open Let him search you and let his will be done in your life instead of you trying to take over control. So like I said, guys, I'm so excited to start this series. Um, Next episode, we are going to be talking how we can give glory to God in our singleness. And then the next um, episode after that, hopefully the last one, is going to be about how we can truly have a surrendered heart unto the Lord, because I think that's the best place to be in. So I pray that you all have a blessed, blessed week. Um, I would love to receive prayer requests, guys. I think that's going to be my question for the end of this episode, as I like to leave you all with a question each week. The question is, how can I be praying for you? So text me, DM me, PM me on Facebook. I think that's a thing, personal message. (laughs) So yeah, just send me a message if there's anything I can be praying for you. because. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And seriously, if you are a guy, please reach out to me too, because you are my brother 
and you are my sister, and I want to pray for all of you. So just let me know. And I think um, if you all think about it, a prayer request for myself is my mom's having surgery this Friday. Uh, we don't know what time, but she's having surgery this Friday, and it's on her eye in her tear duct area. So it's kind of a a sensitive place to have surgery, and there is possibly a tumor in her eye. So we're waiting to see if she has cancer or not. So we've gone through a lot this year with her health challenges, but we know God is in control and that he is faithful through it all. And uh, we want to be like Job, where it says the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And even in your singleness, he gives and he takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. So I hope y'all are encouraged. I hope you have a great week. Make sure to enjoy the nice weather before it starts getting cold and the snow starts coming. And just make sure to enjoy your season, no matter what it looks like. Make sure to enjoy it to the fullest. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe wherever you are or follow. I think it's follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and share with your friends. And just make sure you live for the Lord. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.